Hey guys, welcome to Bradley's Chat. This is Bradley, once again broadcasting from the bunker that's under serious renovation. Today's episode, we are going to just kind of read through the um, Night Watch's tactics cards, their attachments, their commanders, their NCUs. Um, I personally have never sat down and read through all of these, so I'm just going to read them out to you. It's going to just be a, you know, just chill out and paint or... Um, you know, do whatever you're doing, and uh, I'll go over Night's Watch with you guys. So that's pretty much all I've got in store for tonight, so um, sit back, relax, and I'll be back in a couple minutes, and we'll start going through this, uh, seeing who this uh, Night Watch faction really is. Alright, be back shortly. So in the previous episode, we kind of spent some time looking at all the... Uh, currently released night watch units that are available for you know that are considered released so you know usable in tournaments and in friendly games and that kind of stuff um, so first off let's look at the NCUs first one we have for four points is Jor Mormont says his influence is the oath of duty so when this unit claims a tactic zone attach this card to a combat unit until the end of the round while influence unit, you count as controlling all tactics zones for any Val effects on that unit. Well, that's pretty cool. I guess that means if you've got a, a unit with a Val, but it requires you to be on a tactics zone, that uh, you know, if you have this guy in your list, you can place him on there and attach him to you know that particular combat unit, and their Val is going to be good for the rest of the round. So that's kind of cool. Next up at another four points is Amon. You know, Amon Targaryen, one of my favorite characters in the books. He has Master's Healing. So when Amon claims his own on the tactics board, you may restore up to one wound to a friendly unit, plus one additional wound per destroyed rank in that unit. So if you're down to your last rank, you're going to get three wounds with him. You know, when he claims his own on the tactics board, if if you stick them on the money bags, it's going to be six. So this is one of those, you know, vaunted healing effects, I guess, you hear about Night's Watch. And that's why, you know, you'll read on the forums and something, you know, when playing Night's Watch, try not to let those guys have the uh, have the money bags. So I guess Amon's pretty popular to take. I know the game I played against the Night Watch that, uh, you know, I, I killed the wolf. That's all I managed to kill because, you know, no matter how how hard I beat on some of those units, they just, you know miraculously came back to life on me. They just rose from the dead right in front of me. The last NCU available to Night's Watch, you know, so far as of today, he only cost three points, and he's Bowen Marsh. I think it's cool how, you know, most factions have, like, a no-cost NCU, a four-point NCU, and a three-point NCU. You know, I like how they do that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what what other additions they have in store for the Night's Watch. I know that Craster's been, you know, online for a while, but he's considered unreleased, so we're not going to go over him yet. So, Bowen Marsh. Counts and measures. When Bowen claims a tactics zone, or claims a zone on a tactics board, you may look at the top two cards of your tactics deck. Place one of those cards in your hand, and the other on the bottom of your tactics deck. So, that's cool. So, you know, for three points, that ain't bad. Um... 
you know, Sansa Stark has a one-time ability, and she costs three points where she can go through like a discard pile or go through your text deck, and you can and you can grab one of those cards, grab a card out of there, you know, using her ability once per game. Well, apparently this guy, every time he claims his own on the text board, you can uh, draw two text cards and uh, keep one and put the other one, not in your discard pile, back in the bottom of your deck. So that's kind of cool. Like I said, eventually I'll get into the Night's Watch and I'll learn more about them, but just on paper, I really like the way they designed the faction. It's different than the other ones so far, and uh, it's got its own unique feel and style, and I just think that, once again, uh, Cool Mean or Not did a really, really awesome job designing this game. So next up, we'll look at uh, some of the uh, attachments they have. Um... Apparently right now, as released, you can have a watch captain or you can take Jon Snow, his attachment version, not his commander version. So, um, Jon Snow's attachment version costs three points. Like his commander version, he also gets to bring a wolf with him. And his version of the wolf is quite a bit different than, you know, Summer or Grey Wind. His wolf's name, as you know, is Ghost. Movement six. Um two wounds, just like cavalry can make a free maneuver action at the start of its activation, two attacks, hit on twos, defensive save of three, and a morale three plus. His attack is Silent Predator. So when this attack is selected, enemies may not play tactics cards for the rest of the turn. Enemies do not get defense saves against this attack. So that's kind of nasty. So you can't play tactics cards for the rest of your turn. Wow. When he comes in. So that's cool. Um, let's see what Jon Snow kind of does with him. Jon Snow, like I said, is three points. He has boldness and courage. So when this unit makes a melee attack, it is always treated as having one additional rank. If it already has full ranks, it rolls two plus. It's kind of similar to one of the Jamie attachments. And you get plus two dice. So, I mean, that way... You know, you got them with Swarm Brothers, they're going to roll, you know, full ranks, they're going to have 9 dice instead of 7, with all their additional benefits. He also has a special bond with his Wolf Ghost. So, whenever the unit activates with Jon Snow the attachment, Ghost may activate before or after this unit takes its action. So, that's kind of cool. So, you could um, say you want to attack somebody with Jon Snow, and you don't want the opponent playing tactics cards against you during that attack. I guess you just uh, use your ghost bond and, you know, play ghost, which shuts down tactics cards for the rest of the turn, and then attack with John Snow, John Snow's unit. That's pretty awesome. That's kind of really a cool attachment. And the other attachment they have is the watch captain. And it says, now my watch begins. At the start of round one, reveal the top three cards of your tactics deck. You may select one Val card from among them and attach it to this unit. Return the rest of your tactics. Return the rest of your tactics decks and then shuffle. Oh, so that's pretty cool. So it's start of round one. It doesn't say about start of round two or three or any other round. Just a start of round one. In addition to your tactics cards you already have in your hand, you can reveal the top three of your deck and select one Val card from them and attach to this unit. That's kind of cool for one point, really. Because there's some pretty nice 
pretty nice uh, vows out there, apparently, and we'll read about them. Because, like I said, I don't, I don't have them by any ways or means memorized at this point. He also has unbreakable vows. This unit may have two attached vows. Wow, that would be awesome. Um, I can't wait to see what the vows are. Let's do that next. Let's go through the attached charge next and see, see what that does. But that seems like a really good attachment. Oh, he's not one point. I'm sorry, he's two points. But still, for two points. That's pretty cool. Get to have two vows. And at the start of the game, you get to uh, start of round one. Actually, you get to uh, pull three tactics cards off the top of your deck and select one valve card from it and attach it to to this unit he's attached to, and then reshuffle your tactics deck. That's really nice. So, the Night's Watch tactics cards. First one is called Take the Black. I hear a lot of jokes about this one, so let's see what it really does. When an enemy combat unit is destroyed, choose one. Option A, restore up to D3 plus 1 wounds to a friendly Night's Watch unit, infantry unit, within short range of that enemy. Option 2, B, take one infantry attachment from that enemy and attach it to a Night Watch infantry unit within short range, ignoring the usual attachment restrictions. So that's cool. So, I mean, you got a sword sworn, uh, you've got your uh, Night Watch uh, sword brethren. And uh, they got a Jon Snow or a Nightwatch captain attached to them, and you kill enemy unit, and that unit's within short range of the unit you just killed. You can actually uh, say they've got, you know, um, Jamie Lannister, the young lion, or say they have, uh, you know, Roderick Cassell, or so they have uh, Mage Mormont. You can actually stick Mage Mormont in a unit of Night's Watch. That's cool. Or on the other side, you can you can um, restore D3 plus one wounds. So I guess that's one of the ways they do some healing. So that's Take the Black. Next one is the Watcher on the Wall. After a friendly unit is attacked, one other friendly unit may make a free maneuver or march action. Oh, sweet. That's kind of cool. Now the Vow for this card, and it says under Vow, if this card targets a Night Watch unit, you may attach this card to them. A unit may only have one vow at any time. Discard the previous vow when a new one is attached. While attached, they gain. So, while you have the Watcher on the wall attached to one of your units, while you control the horses, this unit gains plus one movement and may perform a free retreat action if it begins its activation engaged. So, you know, the Watcher on the wall, this might be a cool one to put on to... You know, your ranger trackers, your cavalry. Next one, the shield of the realms of men. When a friendly combat unit is attacked, after attack dice are rolled is the trigger. So this automatically blocks D3 hits. The vow is while you control the money, each time this unit is attacked, automatically block D3 hits. So you can play this card to block d3 hits and then you can attach it to a unit and you know as long as the unit has this card and whenever you control the money and that unit's attacked they're automatically going to block d3 hits I mean that's sweet that's that's like a Tully Sworn Sword ability right there that's pretty cool I'm starting to see that there's a wide variety there's a whole big picnic basket of little different things they do um, the Night Watch that is next one is the fire that burns against the cold when an enemy expends a condition token on a friendly unit, 
you cancel the effect of that token. Well, that automatically right there is pretty nice, you know, because you know, uh, you know, like Lord Taiwan, he has some tactics cards where you know you expend a you expend a panic token, you know, on on such and such, and and this nasty thing happened. You know what? That wouldn't affect that at all. Never mind. It's just talking probably about the base effect, not tactics cards induce one so it's probably means like you know you got a weakened token on you and expends you know a weakened token on you when you're making an attack you can play this card and you won't have to re-roll all those nice hits you just got the vow that comes with this one is when this unit activates you may place one condition token on an enemy within long range if you do discard this vow unless you control the crown so it's kind of a one-time use value. Stick it on the guy, and when that unit activates, you can put a condition token on an enemy at long range. But if you hold the crown, you get to do it again, I guess, the next uh, time it activates. It's kind of neat. Next card will be the Sword in the Darkness. When a friendly unit makes a melee attack, the defender becomes vulnerable. And the vow for this one says, while you control swords, this unit's melee attacks roll plus two dice. It's kind of like their Roderick Cressel, uh, Roderick Cressel version card. They kind of like have a little bit of everything from all the factions it seems like. I know when I tried to play them it was so confusing to me without you know knowing the cards ahead of time and just kind of laying out there to play. It kind of was a lot of mental work it seemed like you know as compared to like playing Lannisters or Starks. Uh, sorry about the little glitch there. You know so they've got a little bit of everything. Um, the next one is the horn that wakes the sleepers. Start of a friendly turn, target one friendly unit and draw two tactics cards. I don't really understand what that means. So you target one friendly unit and draw two tactics cards. Alright, so the vow is at any time while you control the mail, you may discard this vow to attach one vow tactic card from your hand or discard pile to this unit. See, this is kind of confusing. I'll have to read more up on this one. This is kind of so. Let's read this again. The horn that wakes the sleepers. So, start of your turn. Start of a friendly turn. Target one of your friendly units. Okay, I'm going to target these, you know, sword brothers. So then I'm going to draw two tactics cards. So I get two tactics cards. And then if I control the mail, I can discard this vow to attach one vow tactics card from my hand or discard pile this unit. Alright, so I guess you want to play this. You control the mail, you're going to get two tactics cards, and you're also going to be able to place a vow on the unit that you targeted. Okay, and then at, so you control the mail, you play this card, you're going to get two tactics cards. And then you're going to be able to place a vow from the cards in your hand or one from your discard pile to the unit. So that's kind of cool. I see what they're doing there. That makes sense now. Sorry about that. I told you I'm slow kind of sometimes. I had to reread that. And the last card is, and now his watch is ended. When a friendly combat unit is destroyed, you may return one attached vow card from that unit to your hand. And then remove one activation token from a friendly unit or remove one friendly NCU from the tactics board. They may be reactivated. They may be reactivated again this round.
So that's pretty awesome. So, so you get to keep the Val card from the unit that was destroyed. You get to remove an activation token from a friendly unit or remove one um, friendly NCU from the text board. So that's got all kinds of cool things. I thought they had, let's see, one. I thought they had one that um, brings somebody to life. What's that one at? I don't know where that one is. Um, yeah, so that's that's their cards. That's their text cards. Now we'll just go to the commanders. Maybe it's in the commanders what I was thinking of. So let's go with Jon Snow. Once again, if you take Jon Snow as your commander, he's an infantry uh, attachment, and you get to bring ghosts with you. His order is indomitable. When this unit passes a morale test, this unit may restore D3 wounds. Oh, that's a pretty cool order. So in addition to Almond, Amon, so that's how you can get like nine wounds back on a unit, if, it, if especially if he's in there. And he also has the bond with ghosts, same as the attachment um, version. So um, when his unit activates, you can you can immediately play ghosts before or after this unit's activation and do the whole, you know, stop the enemy from playing tactics cards for the rest of the turn type of deal. So his cards are, um, first one is for the watch. When a friendly combat unit activates, choose one of the following. If this unit contains Jon Snow, you may choose... You may choose two instead. The same effect may not be chosen twice. All right, so let's see what these are. So the three options that you can choose one of if it's uh, a combat unit without Jon Snow, or you can take two of these if the unit in includes Jon Snow. So the unit gains plus two movement this turn. That's pretty awesome. Um, you know, giving, you know, ranger trackers movement of eight, or, you know, giving your... Uh, Sword Brothers, you know, a movement of seven. That's pretty That's pretty good. Um, the next option is the unit's melee attacks gain plus one to hit this turn. So you could, I mean, you're going to be, you know, hitting melee at a two plus. That's awesome. Um, the third option is that unit may restore up to two wounds and remove a condition token. So all very good things. So for the watch. So I like his cards already. His second card is Stand United Brothers. So when a friendly combat unit passes a morale test, one other friendly unit within long range may restore up to D3 plus one wounds. If either unit contains Jon Snow, you automatically count as rolling a three. Okay, so if you've got a unit that contains Jon Snow or was in long range of Jon Snow's unit, you're going to get, you know, four wounds automatically healed when you play this card after you pass a morale test. Um, if not, it's going to be D3 plus 1. So more healing. Alright. They just want to stick around as long as possible so they can, you know, cut some more heads off, I guess. Oh, here's the card I was looking for on a tactics deck. This explains it. It shall not end until my death, his third card. When a friendly combat unit would be destroyed, that unit may make a morale test. On a success, they are not destroyed, but remain in play with one remaining wound. If within short range of Jon Snow's unit, also remove any activation tokens on them. So, you know, you notice you see all these cards for within short range or long range. That's why it's good to keep your army somewhat together. Because a lot of these cards for all these different factions, 
they're going to give you added benefits, you know, so you want to stay supporting each other. I mean, it goes without saying, you know, you want to be supported by the units. So you get hit by a unit, you can hit them in the flank. Um, you, you don't want to have units out there by their lonesome. But that's pretty cool. And I think I read in the forums, and you might want to double check this, but I believe, say it's, say the unit in question is, you know, a unit of, you know, Sword Brothers, and they are, um, they have Jon Snow attached to them, okay? So, so the Sworn Brothers, they have Jon Snow attached, and they're going to die. You play this card, they don't die. And so the last model on the tray is going to be, you know, your attachment. Well, since they didn't technically go away and die, I guess Jon Snow remains. So Jon Snow will live, will survive. You know, you don't... You don't replace the attachment with another another swarm brother um, because, as it says here, you know, if you make the morale test on a success, they are not destroyed. And the whole thing is too is on passing that morale test. But anyway, that's always nice if you can, uh, you know, have a unit come back to life. This is kind of intriguing to me. I kind of I like the way they're going with these new factions. It's gonna be interesting to see the free folk. Uh, Texas cards and their attachment abilities. It's also going to be really interesting to see how what they do in regards to the others and the Night King. The second and last commander that's available um, and all the stuff that I'm talking about today came in the Nightwatch starter box set. And it's a hell of a deal. I mean, like I said, you get a 40-point army, you get all the attachments and everything. The only thing that doesn't come with are the... Uh, Ranger Hunters. That's the only thing they'll come with. So you've got Jor or Jorge or Jor Mormon. Jor Mormon. All right. And he has the Oath of the Black. So when this unit activates, it may discard an attached Val tactics card and replace it with a different Val tactic card from your discard pile. So that's kind of cool. So every time he activates, so depending on what situation he is. In the battle, you know, you can kind of go through your discard pile and kind of pick one to tailor his specific need, you know? Say you need a D3 blocked hits one. Well, let's grab it. There you go. So, Jor Marmont, and a lot of people, I think, prefer Jon Snow, but then there's a small minority of people that I've seen post it. Like, I've never seen anybody say, post negative things about taking Jor Marmont as far as Nightwatch players. But I have seen, most people, like I say, seem like they take... You know, um, Jon Snow, but the ones that do take Jorah Mormont swear by him. I mean, he's got some staunch defenders, and you know, in the forums and stuff. So let's see what his cards are. <coughs> Excuse me. His first tactics card is Duty to the Watch. So, when a friendly unit makes a morale test, that unit may roll an additional die and discard the lowest result. So that's cool. The vowel that comes with this says, this unit may discard this vowel if it would fail a morale test to automatically pass the test instead. Well, there you go. That is awesome. You know, you're down to like three wounds and or two wounds and you're three wounds and you're sitting on like an objective and it's a, you know, last turn of the game and you get nailed with a panic test and, and you blow it and it really sucks and you're going to lose, you know, not get that point. It's going to cost you the game. There you go. Play this card. So that's kind of cool um, next card, Night Gathers. Start of any turn. Search your tactics deck 
for any one tactics card with the Val keyword and attach it to a friendly Nightwatch unit. If targeting Jorah Mormont's unit, oh, of course, obviously for Nightwatch, also restore up to D3 wounds to that unit. Alright. It's not as exciting, you know. It doesn't seem as exciting as Jon Snow, and plus you don't get uh, Ghost. But, I mean, I can see where... Um, Being a total amateur at the Night Watch, you know, first glance, I would say, yeah, this guy would be more handy in like a 50 or 60 point game than like a 40, but that's just, that's just purely a guess. Coming from someone who has not really played with these guys once and played against them once, that's it, so I have no authority. His last card is Unwavering Conviction. When a friendly unit with an attack vow, attached vow attacks, opponents may not play tactics cards for the rest of his turn. And your unit may attack using its highest attack die value. Once this attack is completed, discard any vows attached to that unit. You know, but we all know where that can come in handy, right? So you've got pretty two distinctively different commanders. Um, so I imagine if you're really comfortable with these Nightwatch tactics cards and the units and, and uh, you've played them several times, you know, you, you'll, you'll be able to tell, you know, which units and kind of what style and, and what strategy, overall strategy for a tournament or a game you're planning on playing would fit, you know, what commander better. Um, but like I said in the previous episode, I'm really excited about actually uh, diving into these guys eventually. Um, I got the starter set because the models look so cool and it was such a great deal. And um, there was a lot of, you know, there's a you know a lot of people were talking about it and excited about it for them to come out so I kind of wasn't gonna wasn't gonna get them at first but then my local friendly gaming store friendly local gaming store had you know actually got several of these starter kits in and they happened to have a couple left when I was in one day shopping and playing and so I said what the hell let's get them and and they're really cool I mean the models just look great and I think they're a super good army. Um, just from the results, you've seen it like tournaments in California and stuff, and the local player that plays them is having really good success with them. Um, but uh, you know, I have no idea about these guys yet. But I'm excited to start them, start in on them eventually. Maybe not this year, but you know, maybe next year. I think I'll get into them. And um, I hope I didn't bore you to death with tonight's episode. I really didn't plan much. I uh, just wanted to put something out there, you know, regarding Night's Watch since we went over the units yesterday. So, um, anyway, that's all for tonight, and I uh, apologize. I'll have something juicy, you know, coming up in a day or so that's more exciting. But hope you enjoyed it, and have a wonderful night. All right, thanks. Bye.